All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of FNF Perspectives. This is Frank on tonight with Gio, one of my frequent guests. And tonight we will be discussing The Batman, the 2021 film by Matt Reeves. What's How going on, everybody? This evening, Gio? What's going on, everyone? Uh, my name is Gio. Uh, some of you may remember me and Frank. I was on the last podcast with Frank about Joker. And now today we're going to be discussing The Batman, which is coming out uh, October 1st of 2021. And right, right. we're just going to be discuss- discussing about uh, some theories or any anything else about the particular character, Batman, and what we can expect to see once the movie hits theaters next year. And also discussing about, you know, kind of what we already know at this point in terms of who's casted, um, what's going on with production, all that kind of stuff. So, with that being said, how are you doing tonight, Gio? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, but actually, before, uh, is there anywhere where you could lower, uh, increase your volume? Because I can't really hear you too loud. I'm as loud as I can get. You are. Um, okay. All right. Uh, so, first of all, let, for those who might not know, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the cast list and, and who's playing what roles here and all that kind of stuff. Um, first of all, I think it's important to note that uh, Bruce Wayne will be played by Robert Pattinson. Um, and I feel like this this is going to be a very crucial role for Robert Pattinson to play um, because I feel like this is where we're going to see how in-depth he can get emotionally on screen. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, definitely. Um I, I'm interested to see how Robert Pattinson does uh, turns out uh, as Bruce Wayne Batman. Right, and and I also want to say like I believe it's very added pressure for Pattinson in this film because he's going to be playing such an iconic character that you know anyone who knows DC Comics knows this character and knows kind of where this character originates from, so. From that perspective, I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of pressure on Pattinson to do this role justice. Right. Um, um, however, I will say I I, I was a little, a little skeptical at first when I read the the casting of Pattinson in, in this film um, for that role. However, um, because to me, Christian Bale has always been Batman. Just I love Bale's uh, performance in the Dark Knight trilogy. In the uh, yeah, in the Dark Knight trilogy, and um, you know Pattinson's got some huge uh, shoes to fill, not only with Bale but with Adam West and Val Kimmel and all the other guys who played this character, but. I've come to believe that, you know, if it's if the 
chemistry is right with the other characters on screen. And, you know, I, I believe he can play a compelling Bruce Wayne. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, yeah, uh, I definitely, like like you said at first when he was casted as Batman last year, I was uh, pretty skeptical because, you know, I mostly knew him from the Twilight series, so I always saw him as this gothic, uh, like, skinny, pale actor, but uh, I see him in other movies now, and I come to realize that maybe he can take up the mantle of this role, uh, seeing that this uh, movie is going to show a, a different interpretation of the Batman character back to his younger days when it was the second year of vigilantism, and he's not too quite experienced, but he's learning somehow, and he's picking it up as time goes by, so I think right. Pattinson's perfect for that role of the younger aspect of Bruce Wayne as Batman. Right, and I I feel like we're going to get a lot more emotionally in-depth with Pattinson here, because as you said, this is going to be very early in Bruce Wayne's tenure as Batman, so it's going to be a lot of him learning how to be Batman, um, it's going to be a lot of him learning how to uh, compartmentalize his feelings um, in terms of, you know, his anger, his sadness, his happiness, and kind of when and how to show those type of feelings. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how well that comes across on screen uh, with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, and especially since the director, Matt Reeves, he, he explains his character, Batman, is just a guy who's had a traumatic past and he's just trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel at the end of the day. Right, and anyone who knows the history behind the character of, of Batman, Bruce Wayne, um, we, we know kind of where his emotional trauma stems from, the murder of uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne right in front of them at the age of, I'd say, no, no more than maybe 10 at most. So, you know, he's had to carry the, the, the weight of that pain for most of his life. Um, so, again, it's going to be interesting to see the kind of emotional roller coaster that Bruce Wayne goes on in this film. Yeah. Um, however, that being said, Let's talk about another character um, that I feel is going to be very integral in showing uh, Bruce Wayne's emotions in this film, and that's going to be uh, Alfred Pennyworth, who everyone knows is Bruce's butler slash father figure, if you will, um, who's going to be played by Andy Samikas. Uh, Circus. Uh, I'm sorry, Andy Samikas. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's talk about that and kind of how you see that going in terms of, because we've never seen kind of like how strong the emotional bond between Bruce and Alfred actually is. Yeah. So, um, I mean, well, in my opinion, I think this is actually good in a way. It's quite interesting to see this because throughout all the Batman films that come out, uh, you know, the past century especially from the Adam West show back in the day. Um, Alfred always seemed more like he was just like a servant to, you know, Bruce. Uh, you never really got to know, like, besides him being, you know, there for him for years, we never really got to see, like, how their bond works and how 
you know, how emotional they share with each other. Because at the end of the day, when Bruce's par- Bruce Wayne's parents died, Alfred was there to raise him. Alfred was there to teach him the ways. So I, right, I think it's interesting right. to see how during this time, this is where Bruce Wayne has been Batman for over a year. So we're going to see maybe Alfred probably is encouraging him to do this, or maybe he thinks this is too dangerous and Bruce is putting his life at risk out there fighting crime. So we're, um, we're going to see more like emotional connection between them. Well, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, every other um, version of the character of Alfred has just been Bruce's servant. We've also, you know, we, we've come to know him as more than the servant. He's more Bruce's confidant well, yeah. when well, it comes to a lot of stuff. But like, uh, we haven't seen their bond to this extent as, as how it's been... Um, Explained by the actor who's going to be playing Alfred, he himself said that single into a deeper meaning for the for the two characters in their relationship. Yeah, something that we have yet seen in any Batman medium that I can recall. Yeah, I mean, not only a servant, but pretty much his right hand man. But I think in this film, we'll see more like you know. Because Alf- more like the father figure that Alfred is, yeah, because supposed to be because you know Alfred is pretty much the only family Bruce has. You know he doesn't really have nobody else to dep- you know talk to or anything or on his side other than Alfred. I mean he he has Rachel Doss, but I mean Rachel can only be there so much in in so many ways. Yeah, but you know we you know for the most part you're right. It's it's mostly Alfred. Um, like I said, sometimes it's Rachel, but you know, right? Rachel can only you know be there so much because she she wasn't there when um when he lost his parents, so she can only stand understand for so long. Yeah, and so much. Um, I believe they were friends back then, but obviously she wasn't with him when they were murdered. So. Yeah. Right, and it's been obvious that Alfred has been like the butler for the Wayne family for years. So I'm sure yeah. you know the Bruce's parents' murder has also put an uh an impact on Alfred too. It's probably on Alfred. It's yeah. probably affected him in many ways, just like Bruce. And I I would venture to say that the the job of being the butler for the Waynes probably uh was in the the penny worth family for years before Alfred. I think Alfred is just the one that we see because Alfred was the one that was the butler when the murder took place. Right. I mean, but I I do get a sense that the job of being the Wayne butler was passed down to Alfred, if you will. You know? Right. So, you know, I mean, and again, that that's something that might be, you know, exporting another Batman type of medium in the future, but, you know, that's just my feeling on that. Right. Uh, So now, uh, should we get to the cast of the film? Yeah. um, We've already talked about Pattinson being Bruce. Andy, Andy, uh, I'm sorry, I can't say his last name. Circus. Circus. He's going to be playing Alfred. Um, we also have, uh, Zoe Kravitz playing Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman, 
Um, I think she's going to be the other um, character that's most important when it comes to um, to Bruce's, you know, mental and emotional state in this film. Because I feel like he might lean on her a little bit. Um, not as much as Alfred, obviously, but, you know, from looking at um, the the relationship that the two characters have in previous Batman shows and video games and things like that, um, and also looking at some different behind-the-scenes uh, pictures that we've already seen from when they were shooting before the virus hit, um, you know, I can pretty much say that I feel like Selena is going to be a very integral part in this journey for Bruce. Yeah. And uh, so we have her as Catwoman, and next we have um, Paul Paul Gannon. Yeah, as uh, Riddler, whose name in this film is actually Edward Nashton, not Edward Nigma, which is something new. Right. Um, However, you did say, I believe that Nashton was his birth name. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's actually his name that he was born with. But I think he switched it to Nigma because when he first started um, his series of murders as Riddler, at that time he was an unknown, mysterious murderer. So people gave him the name uh, Enigma, which is like another term for mystery, I think. So that's before he became the Riddler, and then. Once he got the Riddler name, then he changed his last name to Enigma, since his first name is Edward. Right, which, I mean, if you think about it, kind of makes a little bit of sense, I guess. Right. Um, But, you know, let, let's talk about that, because, you know, we've seen the Riddler in other Batman uh, shows and movies. Uh, most, well, I, I believe most, uh, uh, he was Batman. only, well, he was in the Adam West show, and he was in the Batman Forever film. Right, and then he was also uh, portraying the Gotham series. Yeah, that too. For Fox. Um, and he was a little dark and, and weird and kind of an outcast in that series. Um, but, you know, I feel like the way we're being told that he's going to be portrayed in this film is going to be a lot darker than what we've seen in previous adaptations. Uh, because when he was being portrayed by Jim Carrey, he was more, you know, the the kind of wacky uh, weirdo type of character. Yeah, it's more like which like he was more like aimed at younger audiences. But I think in this film, this is going to be more. They're going to portray him more darker and like a cold blooded killer. Which which I'm gonna say that that side of the character fit Jim Carrey for the type of. Comedy that Jim Carrey likes to portray, but as you said in this film, uh, it's being rumored that it's going to be a much darker uh, portrayal of the character. Um, Obviously, you know, he's going to be the main villain, he's going to be the one causing most, if not all, the mayhem for Bruce in this film. Um, And and that, that brings me to another question. How how would you feel about the possibility of this being the first rated R Batman film? Because that's also being rumored that this could possibly be the first Batman film to be rated R. I mean, 
Judging by that leaked photo of the the victim that was supposedly murdered by Riddler, and there were some words written on his face. He was his face was covered in duct tape and blood. So I'm assuming this is a possibility that uh, for the first time in cinema history, we actually might be getting a R-rated live action Batman film. Um, I mean, there's pros and cons to it, you know. Um. Yeah, the pros is the oh. pros obviously because Batman, you know, as you know in the comics and some animated films, he's always been more like a, you know, adult uh, oriented type character. Uh, especially his, his stories are darker. The villains are much crazier and darker. There's murders, blood. Um, so I think this could work out somehow. I mean, not necessarily because I started watching Batman films when I was a kid. Um. I mean, I, I get I get your point. Like, it's aimed more at adults, but I've seen a lot of kids watching it. Well, I mean, for most of the part, but yeah. But when Batman, what was it? Batman, um, the one with uh, Mister Freeze and Robin, the uh, oh, Batman and Robin, that film, Batman and Robin. I think that was the first Batman film I ever watched, and when that came out, I was probably no no more than I say probably nine, ten, ish. So you know, I was obviously a kid when I first watched that one. Yeah, so. but anyways, um, I think this is this could be this could possibly work somehow because I think maybe this will gain more attention from the media to see a, a superhero film like Batman. R-rated. Um, plus, it would be better, you know, The they would level out the violence, uh, give it darker themes, possibly uh, make it a little more disturbing, especially with Riddler's character in this film. So, but, you know, at the same time, you got to think about, because a lot of kids, you know, love Batman, so you know, it could possibly screw up the box office on opening weekend. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up a, a DC and Marvel fan. So I, I watched a lot of comic book related stuff, uh, including the Batman. But that being said, I also watched a lot of uh, Spawn, which was a lot darker themed um, comic book series than Batman was back in the day. So you know, yeah, you know, to each his own. And, and hindsight's twenty twenty. But I would say, being that Batman is a very beloved character by many generations um, including kids that Reeves might want to be careful with how dark he makes his film but at the same time make it uh, entertaining for both kids and the adults would, would you agree? Yeah but same time let's just say if it does become rated R maybe you know some parents might have issue with that you know, with their kids seeing that. Yeah, so I mean, if I had a kid, I wouldn't bring bring my kid to see a radar film, no matter what what it was about. So you know that could. I can I completely understand. Yeah, if that was the case, then that can add some issue to its opening weekend. Right, and and it could also put a stain on you know the entire um, Batman medium as a whole. You know, not just. That film, but a lot of different Batman mediums, whether it be other films or video games or comic books, could take a hit. Right. Know? In my opinion, 
So, you know, I'd say be, be a little careful with how dark the film is made. But, you know, to, you know, I'm not directing the film, so to each his own. Right. You know? Um, um, however, that being said, let's, let's kind of steer back to the characters and the possible plot that we might. We might so I think the next we should talk about is uh, Oswald Cobblepot, also known as Penguin. Being played by the very talented Colin Farrell. Um, from what I understand, from what I've read so far, um, Oswald Cobblepot, this is before he actually takes up the mantle of the penguin, per se. Or maybe he already is the penguin to some people, but has been keeping that quiet. Um, most likely, the reason being that he's going to be kind of thrown into the political picture of Gotham in this film. Uh, so, what's your, what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I think uh, they're portraying this version of Penguin much differently than we've seen in previous uh, films and TV. Um, so in this film, uh, this takes place in modern day and it's election year in Gotham and there's candidates, several candidates running for mayor and Oswald Cobblepot is one of them. So in this film, I, 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 I'm assuming that they're trying to portray his character as a good guy and that he's running for mayor. So maybe he wants to make change for Gotham somehow. Um, right. Right, and and that's why I say like I I feel like the the intention might be that maybe in a, in a certain circle of people that he knows he's already known as the Penguin, but like to the mass majority of Gotham, like they don't know that he's Penguin yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, also that, and Colin Farrell said that his character uh, is he's not really too much of a big uh, impact in this film, much as like uh, Paul Dano's Riddler, since he's the main villain, but he's saying uh, his version of Penguin is not too much of a, a big, you know, occur- uh, occurrence in this film. So I guess we'll, this is probably like somewhat of like an origin tale for him. And, you know, during the events of this Batman movie. Right. I mean, if you really want to talk about it, like we've seen, the the penguin in previous um Batman medium was be portrayed as you know this this evil guy who lives underneath the sewers. Uh, that was in the nineteen eighty nine. Oh, that was in a I think when, when all Batman Returns. Yeah, because in nineteen eighty nine Batman, it was uh, Jack Nicholson as Joker. Right, but uh, Penguin was also... Uh, no, I think he was just in Returns. Okay, so it was in Returns, uh, where he was being played by Danny DeVito. So by that time, he's already you know living in the sewers. Then in the Gotham series, we see him as kind of this, this mafia um, henchman type character where he's kind of playing... Uh, both sides with the Maloney family and the uh, you know the Falcone family, so you know it's going to be interesting because we've always seen different um, avenues that they like to take. Yeah, characters. so I guess uh, 
They're just trying to give him like a somewhat of a different type of origin tale. I guess somewhat it's, it's going to be a little similar to Joker in some way, like showing Joker's you know backstory and how he became the character he is. Joker, yeah, the uh, the slow deterioration, yeah. if you will, from good guy to complete psycho. <laughs> um, anyway, but let me ask you this because it, it'd be really interesting to see. But coming off of this, depending on how um, well received that character is, even though we might not see much screen time for. The penguin in this film. Uh, do you think that could spawn a, a penguin origin film, much like we got a Joker origin film? Well, like his, like uh, like Penguin's own very uh, his own film about his origin. Like his fan yeah. origin um, film. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I wouldn't necessarily say so because if that was the case, then they wouldn't even put Penguin in this movie. They would just just make it just make his own movie like they did with Joker. Not necessarily. I mean, this could be like the jumping off right. point. Maybe, maybe, you know, Reeves sees how well received the character is and says, now I want to do an origin story for Penguin, like a straight... Well, what I, you know, what I was thinking is that um, as of this film, he's, you know, he's not anywhere where he is yet, you know, as he's mostly known as, but uh, he's probably on that way, and then let's just say something happens in the film that breaks him down uh, terribly, and then all of a sudden he just turns bad and forgets of what he was standing for, and then he turn he starts to become his villain. Right. So I'm thinking maybe maybe right. if we do get a, a sequel to this film, depending on the film's success, maybe he will be uh, the next main villain in the in a future Batman film. Well, let me ask you, would you like to see a standalone Penguin um, story? Yeah, I mean, just uh, a couple, actually, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Origin of Him, um, Origin Story of Riddler, uh, maybe Mr. Freeze. You know, the characters that we never really learned of why the way they are, or Black Mask. Um, I, I I would love to see an Origin Story for Scarecrow yeah, as him well. Yeah, too. Like a standalone Origin Story. But I, I always want to see like, um, an origin story for Riddler as well. Okay. Well, that being said, um, if we do get a trilogy of films from Matt Reeves on this point, because that's being rumored as well, that Reeves might want to do two sequels after this one, who would be your, your top two villains in those Um, Well, I think we should see some villains that... We never like seen a live action, you know, villains like uh, maybe like Killer Croc or Firefly or Victor Zass. Right. Or maybe um, uh, possibly like uh, Calendar I'll, Man. I, 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 in a sequel, I'd like to see Penguin be the main villain, and maybe that how they're gonna set it up because, like you said, maybe. You know, in the beginning, Penguin is a law-abiding, you know, citizen or just a plain corrupt politician who, you know, by the end of the film, un- understands that <clears throat> things aren't going to go his way, and then that kind of turns him into what he right. becomes. Um, 
So maybe we get him in, in a sequel. Uh, the other one that I would like to see is the ones that you just mentioned. Um, if not them, I'd love to see Scarecrow because we haven't seen Scarecrow in live action for a Batman film in uh, well, since a, Batman a really begins. long time. Yeah, so since yeah. What, 2005. Um, yeah, so I'd like to see that again. I'd like to see Matt Reeves' interpretation of, of how Scarecrow comes to be who he, who he, who he becomes. You know, um, so, you know, that, that's just my opinion, but, you know, it's going to depend on how well we're seeing this one, this first Matt Reeves. Right, and hopefully since, uh, since I'm assuming this film would explore deeper into Batman's, uh, character as a person and emotionally, maybe we'll see, well, I mean, we'll see also the same for villains like Riddler and, you know, understand why he does this, you know, what's his motive for it. Why does he right. murder people and leave riddles? <laughs> I, I feel like part of it is that um, I've always looked at Riddler as kind of a social outcast. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's always displaying himself as a mystery man. Uh, you know, he likes to he likes to lurk. He likes to you know be kept hidden in the shadows. Because even even I I don't know how familiar you are with the Gotham series, but I. I watched the series, you know, from beginning to end. And even in that series, the portrayal of that character, um, even then it starts out as he he's the forensic scientist for the GCPD and then, like, he's the awkward guy in the, in the GCPD. And, you know, he wants to be um, accepted in the yeah. Sense. And then um, there's a scene in that where he kind of, like, asks, you know, a co-worker out on a date. And kind of when he kind of, when she nicely rejects him, it kind of sends him on his path to being who he becomes even then. So I've always looked at that character as kind of a social outcast that when he doesn't, uh, get his way, he kind of, you know, becomes this murdering cycle. Right. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I think he's more like a, not like Joker, I think he's more like a villain where he likes to be kept hidden in the shadows and he wants to be noticed right. through his, you know, his unsolved uh, riddles. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing with Joker is I've always thought that Joker is kind of the the fun wild card of the group when it comes to the Batman villains. And with uh, Riddler, you know, it's the murderer that's going to leave you the clues, but you have to figure the clue out. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, every Batman villain has their own little quirks. Right. Um, anyway, so we have a couple of other casting uh, to talk about. Uh, one casting that I found very, very interesting, and I, I don't really know how it's going to be received when the movie comes out, is Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright as Detective James Gordon. Um, that, the reason why I don't really know how it's going to be received is this is the first time 
in Batman history where we're going to see um, Detective Gordon as a African-American man. You know, he's always been a Caucasian character. And, um, you know, now we're going to get to see a little of diversity when it comes to that character. Right. Um, so what's your, what's your feeling on that? Um, I mean, at first, like, you know, there's always in sometimes in movies where they would, uh, if it's like a, a character's Caucasian, they would, uh, retcon his characters to being black, but I don't really have too much of a problem with it. I think he could do, he could outroll this, ver- uh, this role of, um, commission, uh, uh, James Gordon. So, and I heard he's a good actor too. So, I I really want, and and this goes for every actor in this film, but I really want to see him stay true to the character of of James Gordon, but yet find a way to make the yeah, character. Yeah, since his this, own. this movie is going to be its own thing that we never really like seen. So like, stay true to who James Gordon is but also throw his own little twist into it. So it's going to be interesting to see that. Um, and how much interaction with Batman do you think he's going to have? Because obviously we see him as, like, this is going to be pre-commissioner. Like, he's not going to be the commissioner of uh, Gotham City Police Department at this point in time. But we're going to see that he already has a very unique relationship with Batman. So how do you see that? Um, Yeah, I mean, he even confirmed it himself. He said, I'm not Commissioner Gordon. I'm just James Gordon. So I'm I'm guessing that during his time, he's just a regular detective. And maybe just around the time, people are starting to become more aware about Batman. So I guess uh, probably... Well, remember, this is only gonna be about a year. Or two I think about I think I think about a year. Batman's time, so like, yeah, yeah, only about a year, two at most. But you know, it's gonna be very early in the in the Batman time. So you know, and again, we're not gonna see him as Commissioner Gordon yet. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like so, I'm assuming like, probably. Maybe towards the end of the film, he gets the commissioner um, promotion. Maybe not even then. Maybe maybe they wait till a sequel to kind of give him that promotion. Maybe at the end of the film, we, we kind of know he's going to get it, but like it's been confirmed that he's going to yeah. be commissioner. But then he doesn't get the role of commissioner until a sequel film. Because... We already know that um, every every actor that's signed on for this film has also signed on for at least two more right. films, uh, d- depending on the reception of, of the first yeah. one. So, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they want to portray James Gordon in this film. Yeah. So like I guess like um, he's probably somewhere in, in in Batman's place like you know he's not like the full like he's not the character who he is yet like he is there somehow but he's not fully formed just like Bruce Wayne where he's not like full, 
he's already Batman, but he's not the fully experienced, you know, high level Batman that we all know. He's yeah. still figuring things out. Right. Well, well, if you go by by um, Gotham series, we know that Gordon has known Bruce since he was a kid because, according to Gotham, at least with the series, uh, Gordon was the was one of the two officers that was put on the Wayne murder case. So you know, uh, Gordon was the one to initially interview Bruce. Um, when this happens, so you know, by by the time this film comes out, we know that they're kind of already close. Um, so you know, I'd like to see the dynamic yeah. that plays out there. Um, and also, uh, how about we talk about uh, like how this version of Batman, besides emotionally, but how like how different he could be from other uh, previous you know interpretations of the character in films. So, um, I'm, sh- uh, I don't think this movie's going to be too action packed, like the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm sure there's going to be some action, like maybe he'll be fighting, you know, a couple thugs and all that. But I think this part of this film is going to be more about Bruce Wayne's aspect, you know, through his, his brain. So I think, cause they said this is more like a detective noir film style type Batman film. So I think we're going to be seeing more him trying to solve mysteries, um, you know, trying to calculate information. Not only that, but I think it's also going to be showing his creativity too. Um, as you've seen in the the screenshots of the Batmobile, if you remember, yeah, you can obviously right. yes, and obviously right. uh, it doesn't say that Lucius Fox is cast in this film. So I think in this film this is going to be more independent. Bruce Wayne, he's going to be using his head to uh, you know build things for himself, like the Batmobile, which it looks like to me it looks like a muscle car that he had, but he converted it. Uh, and modified it into his own personal vehicle for his, you know, his vigilante work. Like you could tell, he just took a couple scraps and he pieced it together. He changed the engine and he made it like you know a symbol, uh, as well as the the motorcycle he had, which I could tell that was probably his own motorcycle, personal motorcycle he had for years, and that he converted it into you know the the bat symbol with the ears on the front. So I'm pretty excited to see this, and especially his suit too. Because, uh, like, if you remember the the bat symbol that's uh, uh, embedded onto his chest, uh, do you think it's possible that that bat symbol is mm-hmm. probably pieces from the gun uh, that murdered his parents? It, it's possible, but again, um, we don't really know if Bruce has access to the actual gun <laughs> that was used to murder his parents. But it's very uh, possible that that could be the yeah, case. Yeah, because I remember in a Batman comic, there was uh, one comic where he went to a pawn shop, I believe, and he was able to get the gun that killed his parents when he was young from Joe Chill. And what he did, he took that gun, he melted it somehow and forged it into metal, and he used it as a chest plate because he said that uh, that item was what broke his heart as a child, so now it's going to be protecting him from now on. So I think but in this film, I think that probably the pieces of the, the gun that he used to create the bat symbol, what I'm guessing is he put it there because whenever he puts on the suit at night, he's, it's probably to remind him why is he doing this, you know, what's his modem of becoming a vigilante. So I think that piece of the gun right. was, you know, just to remind him every day why he does this. 
So, but other than that, I think that I'm I'm really interested to see how well this um, Batman turns out with you know his creativity and all that, showing like you know he doesn't need he doesn't need like somebody like Lucius right. Fox to create his armor and his gadgets. He's you know gonna be right. more like independent and a lot smarter. Not that he has been. Right. Um, also, I'm looking at the cast list, and one um, character that I see that's going to be in the film, um, and you know, probably not in the film very long or very much, maybe one or, one or two scenes, is going to be uh, Carmine Falcone, um, which is one of the mafia bosses in Gotham. Um, being that we already know that his presence is not going to be all that huge in the film, uh, from what we've been told, how do you think his presence might still affect Well, the film? he's played by some actor named John Tuturo, which I'm never really not familiar with, but anyways, um, I mean, I don't think his, his role is going to be too... Uh, it's not really going to have an impact because they never really talked about what his character, like what's his motive in the film. So maybe he's probably just going to be in one scene, like you said, or another scene. And maybe he's probably just uh, the head of some gang that maybe uh, Batman, you know, gets into a scruffle with. So, but other than that, I don't, I don't yeah. really think uh, for this film, they're right. not really going to make his character too much of a huge impact like Riddler or even like a very, a very small impact like Penguin, I- but... I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. Like I feel like maybe uh, Falcone might be that that catalyst that kind of launches uh, Oswald Cobblepot into being the Penguin. Uh, being that you know, as I said before, uh, Oswald Cobblepot has um, been portrayed as kind of the weasel right hand man. For um, not only the uh, Falcons, but also the Maloneys and former Batman medium. So kind of, I feel like he's going to be that. Maybe he kind of works with a couple part in the beginning. And maybe something goes south in that partnership. And maybe that's what kind of throws couple part into... Being penguin, what's your idea? Like, you think uh, Falcon's somehow gonna like uh, merge uh, Cobblepot to becoming the villain, even though you know he's at this point he's trying to be the good one? Yeah, like, because we know that uh, Cobblepot is gonna be somehow uh, thrown into the political scene, so maybe. You know, he's a dirty politician who's working with Falcone and that partnership. Oh, so you're saying like he's he's just faking his image basically. Like Exactly. He he tries to portray himself as the good the good guy, but really he's Right, but 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 behind the scenes he's actually Yeah, he has like, you know, really, you know, more uh bad intentions. Um Right. And I, I feel like maybe something happens between those two characters where their partnership goes south and it kind of starts to derail Cobblepot. 
in my opinion. Yeah, and it drives I mean, maybe. Uh, Oswald yeah. furious, and that's where he takes on his path to becoming Penguin. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I, I, I think it could work out some way, but I also think that, you know, for the remainder, he should just be portrayed as the good guy. And something happen- happens to him, like, emotionally, and right. uh, possibly, you know, giving him sense of rage, and that's where he, he breaks out. Right. Right, well, looking at the cast of characters that we've already known to be confirmed for the film, like, I feel like that would make the most sense in terms of how to use Falcon, um, because we already know he's not going to have, have a huge presence. But, I mean, he's going to do something of significance. I mean, if not, there would be no reason for him to be, you know, uh, even casted yeah. for the film. So, um, also, I'm also looking, again, at the cast list. And there's a brand new, uh, well, cast here that, I just looked at yesterday, actually, that wasn't here, you know, that, um, before when I looked, and it's going to be actress Jamie Lawson playing a role, uh, known as Bella Real. Um, first of all, let me ask you, have you ever heard that name in any other Bella uh, Real? Because I have it. No. Bella Real. I mean, yeah. she's probably just a minor character, so I wouldn't really look too much into it. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a minor character. Maybe she works as a politician yeah. as well. I don't know. <laughs> um, But it it's going to be interesting because I've never heard of that uh, character. Right. So, uh, I want to talk about Catwoman. Yeah. So, do you think it's possible that uh, during the the time proceeding into the film, do you think somehow uh, Bruce and Selena will develop? Because it seems like maybe they're they're somewhat like between rivals, but al- uh, allies at the same time. Like they help each other in certain situations, but that. Right, they're they're yeah, they're and then there'll be mo- other will. times where they'll be knocking heads against each um, other. But what I'm wondering is, I do you think it's possible right. like maybe this film they will begin to start developing like romantic feelings for each other? It's possible. Um, however, it's also known that by this time, uh, Batman has already interacted with Rachel. Who we know, you know, he has romantic feelings for that character as well. So he might be battling romantic feelings uh, with for multiple women. Yeah, I mean, even though I don't think so, uh, Rachel's in this film. You know, judging by the the cast. No, no, I'm no, she's not casted. I'm just saying that because we know from uh, Batman Begins that Rachel and Bruce have known each other since they were kids, you know, and then Rachel comes back in the Dark Knight as, like, this the prominent female role, so they have a history. And it's already been confirmed that, you know, 
Bruce had feelings for her. So I think we might be seeing, you know, at this point in his life, Bruce might be trying to balance feelings for Rachel and Selena. Oh, at the same I see time. what you're saying. Um, you know, because just because we might not see Rachel in this film doesn't mean you know that um she hasn't already impacted him as far as his heart and um she might you know be a reference yeah like her character could be mentioned unseen you know exactly so i think the dynamic between selena and bruce will be interesting because we do know that as you said there are times where Catwoman and Batman work together, and then they kind of work against each other too, so you know, I don't know. I mean, again, they could just be really good friends, and and they could also, you know, be those friends that have feelings, but never act on them. You know what I mean? So, it's that thing too. We don't really Yeah, we'll just have to wait to see. Um, and there's one, there's one other character um on here that I want to talk about a little bit. Um, even though we don't know much about the character or how they're gonna be portrayed, and that is uh Peter uh Scarguard Scarguard's character, uh Gil Carlson. We do know that he, at this time he's going to be the Gotham City DA. Um, but being that he's going to be the DA and he's a new character, what kind of impact do you expect him to have um, on this film? I mean, I wouldn't say much, but maybe he works alongside with James Gordon, possibly. Um, I mean, do you know what DA stands for? Does it have to do with detective work? No, the oh, DA is district okay. attorney. Um, well, I mean, for that maybe, uh, he had he somehow you know has come across uh, Harvey Dent, which I don't think you know he's not going to be in this film, but he could possibly be referenced uh, slightly, and well, it, it's also a possibility that he works with uh, James Gordon, um. Because you know, cop, DA, yeah, they work together um, on cases. So he also could be also working with this mystery female character, Bella Real, because we don't really know her role within the film. Maybe she's the um, ADA, which would be the assistant yeah. district attorney. So you know, it, it, you know, those two characters are up in the air because we don't really know anything about them because they've never been referenced to in any other Batman medium. So, you know, it's possible that he could be as the DA working with or even against right. James Gordon. Um, what's funny, though, is I'm sitting here looking at Jeffrey Wright's casting. Um, you said that in this timeline, uh, Jeffrey Wright has already said that Gordon is. Not yeah, he said, uh, "Correct." Uh, I am not Commissioner James Gordon. I'm just James Gordon. That's what you know. According to him, he said. 
Okay, but when I look at the casting on uh, Google, it does say he's casted as commissioner. Well, I mean, that could just be false, but I mean, whatever he said, I would believe him. I mean, I mean, who knows? But then also, you know, he could be sent after throw. But I think during the, I think during this time, um, Mm. he's most likely not commissioner yet. It's possible, but just being the fact that I just saw it says Commissioner Gordon. Well, I mean, you, you got to think about because that's mostly know, what he's but... known as, you know, in general. But you know, I think during this film and from what he said, he's not commissioner, or at least yet. So, right. Um, but you know, it's gonna be interesting to see. Um. To close out this this podcast, let me ask you another question. Um, who are some other um villains that we haven't named that you'd like to see in a future Matt um, Batman film? Well, I think we did discuss that, didn't we? Kind of like we discussed who we could see, but we didn't see. We didn't oh, say who we you mean like, like to see. Oh, so you're saying like what we said before, what we could see, but now you're asking me what I would like to see. Um, exactly. Well, I mean, in the second film, I would like to see, like I said, I would like to see a character we never seen in a live action, a uh, villain we never seen in a live action Batman film. So it could be either, I mean, to make it more realistic, I would say possibly Firefly. Um, yeah, because it's obviously just some guy um, that's been burned up, and he flies in a jet. So he's like the like the DC version of Vulture, right. I would say. Um, so I would like to see him. Uh, maybe right. I would like to see a, you know, uh, Two Face as well. But I think uh, Two Face, if they were to put Two Face in in the sequel, they should make him the main villain because I I, I feel like. Um, like where Penguin is at right now in this film, that's where Two Face was in the Dark Knight. So, right, and maybe that's maybe that was by design because maybe um, Aaron uh, Englehart, who played Two Face in the Dark Knight, he said that he didn't want to be portrayed as like too evil, meaning like he wanted to be. Portrayed as evil, but that there was some emotion behind it, which is what right. they did. You know what I mean? Um, and, and we did see another. Oh, that was in uh, Batman Forever, right? Face with um, the same film where we saw Jim Carrey. Yeah, it was Batman Forever. Forever. That's where uh, Dick Grayson became Robin. Yeah. Um, yeah, the character. The character at that time was being played um, by Tommy Lee Jones. But, you know, um, again, Two-Face at that time wasn't really being portrayed as the main uh, um, bad guy, was he? Or I don't remember so well. He? I can't but remember. I, I, think, I haven't seen that film. Well, I think in, in Robin's so perspective, he was because he was the one that was responsible for Robin's parents' murders. So... Um, but then again, we could, then again, I think, right. uh, if they were to do that, we, we, we would need to see a darker, much more, uh, you know, aspect of the villain. 
Um, yeah. Much more sinister. Yeah, just like what they're doing with Riddler right now. Um, and then towards, see, like, I don't want them to put too much villains in each film. I think, um, you know, just like, just like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises, you should just focus on one villain. So, so by the, by the time the, uh, if they do make a third film, I definitely want to see Joker. And, well, I mean, they kind of focused on one villain with the Dark Knight, and that was Joker. I mean, kind of two faced, yeah, like the side but, villain. Um, but the main yeah. villain was Joker, which was being played by Heath Ledger, which to me, probably the second best version of the Joker I've ever seen. You want to put him first? Of, um, Outside of, of um, no, like, it, it depends on what you're looking for with a character. But to me, my top two versions of Joker would be Walking Phoenix's Joker and Fledger's right. Joker. Same for me. At this point. So, you know, and then my third would be Jack Nicholson's Joker. If you're just talking, just talking about that character alone. But um, I, I would definitely like to see Joker in one in one of these two films. Um, I don't think I really care which one I see him in, but definitely if if Matt Reeves does bring the character in, I do feel like he needs to be the main vocal point uh, villain yeah. for whichever film it is. But but that being said, I do think. Uh, Penguin would be the next choice to be the main villain. Yeah, even if it is uh, Walking Phoenix, um, I could definitely see uh, either Johnny Depp or what I really would like. Who I I would like to see play Joker in a future Batman movie is uh, Willem Dafoe, who was uh, Green Goblin in the 2002 Spider Man film. I think he would make a great Joker. I, I could see it, but. You know, it would have to be an yeah, older like, version you know. of the character for sure. Um, anyway, so let's wrap this up. Anyway, that's been uh, a great discussion today. If you want to hear us discuss anything else, any other topics, please let us know what those topics are. But this has been another episode of FNF Perspectives. Yeah. No problem. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. And if you have any opinions or anything, please uh, leave us, you know, a message. It's a voice message, right? That's how people respond. Okay, so yeah. If you guys have any questions or any opinions or any other ideas you think could happen uh, once the time this movie comes out next October, uh, just leave us a voice memo. And uh, yeah, the the Batman is releasing October 1st, 2021. So Hopefully they'll get back to production on time and we'll be able to see this movie by next fall. Um, I'm excited. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll be coming at you with another right. episode All right. soon. Well, take care, everybody. And take care, Frank. Good night. Good night, everyone.